Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Dr. James Merritt, who is a pastor and author, so stay tuned. Hello and welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and we are back for another episode with Dr. James Merritt. If you are a first-time listener, welcome aboard. It's great to have you on for this show and episode. If you're a long-time listener, welcome back. As always, great to have you with me. In this conversation, I speak with Dr. James Merritt, who is a pastor and author. Um, We discuss a little bit about his backstory, where he comes from, and then we jump right on into his latest book, um, which we spend the majority of the time talking about. It's called Character Still Counts. It is time to restore our lasting values. Um, Super practical book. That's what I really love about about it from the the get-go. He breaks it down into... 12 different traits, uh, which we'll discuss. Um, he gives a few, uh, three, four that are, that were the most passionate for him to write on. Um, and, and ones that uh, we should keep an eye on as well. Um, not only in our personal lives, but how we think, um, in terms of business, in terms of our family, in terms of our politics, um, and really just the intersection, um, and integration of, of these all, um, I'm going to leave it at that for now. Uh, Dr. James Merritt is you can you can see the passion and the the excitement that he has for for this topic, um, and know that you're going to to see that in him, um, and hope that you enjoy. Dr. Merritt, thanks so much for joining me in the Guys Like Us podcast. Well, it's good to be with you, my brother. It really is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm, very excited to, to have you on today, and um, you're uh, you're in a really uh, fun time right now with your latest book release, um, which I'd, I'd love to get to in a minute, um, but just to kind of orient our listeners for a, a bit of who you are, would you mind just sharing a brief introduction to uh, to where you come from? Um, I, I'm coming up from uh, from Boston myself, but I can tell by your accent that you're, you're probably not from this neck of the woods, are you? Well, well, I'm I'm actually uh, fortunate enough to pastor a church where I'm about 30 miles from where I actually was literally born mm-hmm. uh, and grew up a little town called Gainesville, Georgia, which is about 50 miles northeast of Atlanta. Okay. So I'm a Georgia boy through and through. And uh, though I will tell you, I have been to Boston. I have been to Fenway Park, which is a beautiful, beautiful park. Boston's a beautiful, mm. beautiful town. And I hope this won't hurt you, me and your <laughs> listeners, but I am a big Yankees fan. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, well, I, I know you preach on forgiveness, so uh, I will. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with forgiveness uh, from from the outset. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, well. Uh, so uh, great to hear. So you're coming from coming from Georgia, um, and and your latest book now um, is Character Still Counts. Um, it yes. is, and then with the subtitle, it is Time to Restore Our Lasting Values. Um, I think it's it's when I when I read the title myself, I um I almost jumped out of my seat. It was really really great to 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 see that those words right on the the front page. Can you tell me a little bit about um what prompted you to to write this book in the first place? Well, you know that that is an actually a great question, uh, which may shock uh, you, Tyler. 
I didn't want to write the book. Uh, I'd actually submitted uh, a couple of other um, projects and possibilities to my uh, publisher, uh, and to say the least, they weren't all that enthused. And so they actually came to me with the idea of this book. Uh, uh, and there were several reasons why I wasn't really at first thrilled about it, because like a lot of pastors, a lot of my books come out of sermons, which are in effect uh, kind of chapters of books that are in spoken word rather than written word. Sure. So I usually have a you know a great deal of uh, material to work with, and, and the book's kind of, you know, if you might say, already down the pipe, so to speak. Well, this book, uh, I was starting from scratch pretty much. Um, I had never done a study on character per se. And so they came to me, and they were very flattering. And, and it was I'm humbled to say they felt like I was the perfect person to do it, and this was the perfect time to do it. And so, um, Tyler, they laid out a template uh, for me to follow in each chapter and, and basically, you know, threw the challenge down. But I have a, a Ph.D. from Southern Seminary, Louisville, Kentucky, and I, I probably worked as hard, if not harder even, on this book than I did my dissertation because I, I, I literally started from scratch. And I've done I dived into it or dove into it, I should say, with everything that I had. I threw everything but the kitchen sink at it. Um, I put, uh, in fact, it took me about a year total to write the book. And that's with pastoring a church and speaking engagements and everything else. And um, I have a very extensive, exhaustive filing system, and I called on that. Uh, I, I hired uh, even some people outside to help me find you know, the best of the material on each subject. And uh, so the result is the is the book that we have. I'm, I'm extremely proud of it. I think it's the best book I've ever written. And again, I don't say that to brag. But my point is, it's not a book that I came up with. It's a book my publisher came up with. But after I started getting into it, I really got into it. And uh, I, I'm really excited about it. That, that's that's actually a really fascinating story. I, I've, I've never heard that before. So it's refreshing to hear uh, that, you, you know, you kind of stumble, stumbled into it, it sounds like. Um, can, can you kind of take us through the writing a little bit into the writing process you said it was the the, the hardest book for you know one of the most challenging for you to write it took you a little bit of time um i love how you laid out or you know how, how the book is laid out but what was there anything in particular that made it challenging for you to 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 write up write on i guess yeah I, I can tell you one big specific uh tyler um as a pastor we have a famous saying among pastors sunday's coming and it doesn't matter. I could preach the greatest sermon on Pentecost last Sunday, but I better bring it again next Sunday. Uh, as a matter of fact, as you know, the majority of people that heard me preach last Sunday don't even, don't even remember what I preached, no matter how great the sermon was. Mm -hmm. So when they walk into my services or anybody's services on Sunday morning, they're, they're wondering, okay, you know, I, I got up and I came here. You better make it worth my while. It's just the way it is. So what made it so hard is, as I said, Normally, what happens is uh, I'll pitch a book idea that would be mm -hmm. based either on a series that I have done previously or set sermons that I can call from my you know, repertoire, the sermons I've already done. Mm -hmm. they, you know, we'll take those sermons. We'll get, uh, I'll get other people to help edit it, make it you know, readable rather than like it's so, making it so sermonic in tone. Mm -hmm. And you know, the book kind of flows. We're off to the races. This was just the opposite. Uh, I had to write the book but in the meantime back at the ranch i got to prepare sermons mm, okay. so i was actually doing sermon research for that part of the book because every part of the book as you know every chapter has is based on a bible character 
Mm-hmm. So I was actually having to do the book before and during the sermon preparation. So it was totally flipped. So I've got this pressure uh, because because the, the Bible study part only maybe takes up a third of the book. And the rest of it was uh, answering questions like, well, why is this character trait important? Mm-hmm. How is it missing today? Um, what is a and then and, you know then you've got well, who, what what Bible character uh, exemplifies this trait? Mm-hmm. And then how do you develop this trait in your own life? And how do you apply it apply it to your daily living? Mm-hmm. So I, I was having to do a a third of the book on my own ahead of time, mm-hmm. and and also uh, concomitant with doing the the book itself, the the other material. And so it was just literally, I mean, it was a grind mm-hmm. because I was actually working on, you might say, three things at the same time. Okay, I've got a sermon i got to prepare. That's one part. Mm-hmm. Then i got the first half of the book, which is setting up the biblical study. Then i got this third part of the chapter, which is t- taking the what I learned from the biblical character, or what we learned from it, and giving practical, hey, this is how you develop it, and this is how you apply it. And it was grueling. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I get that's well. Thanks for breaking that down. And it does sound like it's it's definitely a lot of work, uh, a lot of a lot of heart and soul that went into it. Um, and it, it, uh, for myself, it, it's really nice to to kind of have this breakdown of of how you did. Um, but I, I guess before getting into the breakdown, can you talk about what I guess what is replacing character or what uh, what is being valued over character? Because something must be kind of taking the place or trying to take the place of character uh, kind of in our culture and world today. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> there was an advertisement on many years ago. Some of your listeners will remember it. As a matter of fact, it starred, it was, it was a camera advertisement and the star was, was a, a former tennis pro named Andre Agassi. Mm-hmm. And the theme of the, uh, of the uh, ad was image is everything. And I think that today characters being replaced by image uh, by sound bites, uh, it, it's being replaced by you might say real, reality TV lived out in real life every day, uh, and, and and you know we're seeing this more and more uh, in uh, in all walks of life in, in politics, mm-hmm. in entertainment, uh, uh, in you know in finance, uh, you know people you know are not what they appear to be. Uh, I mean, here's one man over here, and he's in the book, Bernie Madoff, you know. Oh, it looks like that. Boy, this guy's—he's a whiz bang when it comes to money and finances, and he could make the whole country rich, only to find out he's, he's a crook. Uh, but everybody bought in hook, line, and sinker. And uh, you know, uh, politicians today—you uh, know—they they major on overpromising, under under delivering, making promises mm-hmm. they know that they they can't keep. And, and and I'm not trying to throw rocks at politicians per se. I know that's you know I, I guess that's part of the political process, but you know. Every politician makes promises that they know on the on the front end. They say, for example, I'm going to do if I do this, I'm going to do so and so. You know, no matter what the policy is. Well, mm-hmm. but if you don't have enough votes in the in the House of the Senate to get it done, which most of the time you don't, you're not going to get that done. So, um, you know, it's those kind of things. I think that you know people are attracted to the. They're not attracted to the marathon. They're attracted to the sprint. And, and, and they're attracted to what's hot right now, who's yeah. hot right now. And, uh, I, 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 and I just believe that, as I point out in the book, uh, even the word character, I point this out in the introduction, uh, Tyler, even the very word character and its frequency of use 
took a nosedive in the 20th century as opposed to the 21st century. And, and so, uh, you know, today, uh, image seems to be more important than um, mm-hmm. integrity. Um, competency and chemistry seems to be more important than character. Uh, and, and I think it's a, I think it's a real crisis today that's affecting our homes, our families, marriages, business, finances, mm-hmm. politics. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's a there's a lot in there, and I want to unpack unpack some of it. One one thing you mentioned is just this. Uh, I think this long long game that we are called to uh, to play with character that is kind of against the grain of a short term kind of short gratification, kind of these you know this almost this quick hit instant type uh type process that we're that we're thinking about um or that we're kind of you know have been have been so kind of drawn after and 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 mesmerized by um and as i look at a lot of these the traits in the book um so there's integrity honesty humility loyalty respect authenticity generosity courage perseverance self-control forgiveness and faithfulness um are, are there a few in per- i know that you know they're all super important is are there a few in particular that um maybe when you were writing them you felt the the most kind of a, a passion and and just desire to to write on yes there were and i appreciate the question first of all uh, <clears throat> this really actually helps me set up another part of the book you'll find interesting yeah <clears throat> excuse me when i was talking to our, my publisher and to the team um, it took me about two weeks to come up with these these uh, twelve, and the reason is, you know, I probably you probably could anybody could come up with more than I came up with, and maybe some that are different. Sure. But it took me about two weeks, and I, I kind of, you know, wisdom in many counselors. I ask other people, you know, what would you say are the qualities of good character? I kind of went and did a cursory study of scripture and and, and talked to other people I respect, and, and and so it took me about two weeks to come up with these twelve. And somebody may be able to look at, at and I can't think of one. Right now, but they may look at some qualities. Why do you put that put that in there? What I did with several, I kind of combined them. Mm-hmm. But what I said to my publisher was, I said, "Look, <clears throat> I don't know if you care about what order uh, these uh, <clears throat> character traits come in." I said, "But the the only one I, I have to demand is, is that integrity has to be the first chapter." Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is the reason I felt so passionate about it. I, I look at the book and I look at these character traits, Tyler's, if you will, as an inverted pyramid. The point of the pyramid is integrity. Integrity is not only the it is not only the focus of character; it is the fountainhead of character. Everything flows from integrity. Yeah, I, I have three sons, and I taught my three sons growing up. Growing up, I said, "No matter what else is true about you, if you don't have integrity, you don't have anything." Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, here's a good example. Take the second one, which is honesty. <clears throat> you can be honest in a situation without having integrity. And I'll give you an example. You can go into a bank with a gun and a mask and you can say to the teller, give me your money or I'm going to kill you. And you really mean it. You're being honest. But what you're doing has no integrity. So you can have honesty without integrity. But you cannot have uh, uh, integrity, honesty. You can have integrity without honesty, but you cannot have honesty without integrity, true honesty. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just think that that in, Integrity is the fountain, and all of these are based uh, with integrity. And and then the one that really resonated with me, frankly and honestly, particularly Tyler, in the political atmosphere we find ourselves in, is respect. Uh, you can call it civility. Uh, you know, you, you you can call it kindness. 
uh, you know, you could call it treating people with decency and decorum. But but there there certainly is both a biblical uh, and frankly a personal element to character of respect that I think is absolutely missing uh, in our culture today. And I'll give you an example, real life example. So maybe I can make both sides of this issue mad. Um, I just got back from a trip uh, in Panama <clears throat> and uh, a mission trip, but I happened to catch the um, uh, State of the Union address about the last two thirds of it. Well, I saw um, the Speaker of the House tear up the speech of the president, but I didn't see the first part. I didn't see him not shake her hand. I did not see her or hear her exclude the words, it's my high honor and privilege to introduce you to the President of the United States. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. And here's my point. They were both wrong. Uh, the president should have shaken her hand and been courteous. And she should have introduced the president the way the president deserves to be introduced, and she should not have torn up the speech. It's just it's just about mutual respect. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm, I'm not defending either one of them. I'm not attacking either one of them. But that's, I just think that's character. And, and frankly, I really believe this. When you disrespect others, you're really kind of reflecting somewhat of disrespect uh, of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I guess another one that really uh, resonated with me, and I guess it's pretty strong with me, is courage. Because today, I just don't see, I see less and less courage, whether it be a pastor preaching truth or a politician standing up for what is right, um, uh, even if, you know, it means he won't get reelected or she won't get reelected. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a, a real dearth of, uh, of courage uh, in, in our nation. And I think we see it on the roadways. I think we see it in the home. I think we see it in the schools. And, 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 you know, it's, it really is a, a, a real concern to me. And then I, I think the other one that I would just throw in there is loyalty. I, I can't even tell your listeners how much I value loyalty. Um, I, I love the definition. A loyal person is someone and a friend is someone who will walk into your house and the whole world walks out. And um, it seems like today, you know, one of the hot phrases that have been around for years is throwing people under the bus. Mm-hmm. And I think we are all too quick at times that when, when, when the heat in the kitchen gets a little bit hot or we're afraid that we might get hurt, we readily throw people under the bus regardless of our relationship with them, our friendship to them. So those are three or four chapters especially that really, really resonated with me. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think um, I, I, I definitely appreciate your your discussion on how this how character not only impacts um, – ourselves but impacts our families impacts politics impacts business and and just so many facets of life um and how that is something that is not you know when we if we only focus on one area or or trying to uh, privatize it it's uh it's something that is kind of just missing the the scope of the the impact that character can have um what what is important? Yeah, if, I, yeah. if I could just jump in, sure. If I could just jump in and say this to your point, I'm sorry, but you make a great point, and 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 that is um, this book really as much as anything else. If you, hey uh, James, what's your? And I really do mean this. If you said to me, would you rather say the president read this, or the uh, Senate Majority Leader, or the Speaker of the House read this, or would you rather parents read this and say, you know, I'm going to do everything I can. And to exemplify character before my kids and to instill character in my kids, I would so quickly take the latter. That, that's really my heart for this book. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. And that, that's actually wh- exactly where I wanted to go. Um, if, you, if you don't mind, I'd love to talk about um, what's sure. important for you as a parent passing on character to your children and rather what in, and rather what advice would you give to, to, to fathers out there or in, and if there's uh, uh, mothers listening as well to, um, to kind of instilling these in their children, in their children. Yeah, great word. And, and and let me just before I forget this, I want to make sure everybody understands this. This was probably one of the most self-convicting books I've ever written, and I would be the first one to tell anybody. That, and, and of course, I've been married forty-four years. My wife huh. would be more than happy yeah. to give testimony. I've not always displayed all these character traits uh, like I should have. I've I failed just like everyone else. I, I do want to strive for it, but but to your point, uh, being now a dad and now. A grandfather now I'm kind of doing double duty again because now I've got grandchildren mm-hmm. uh, in fact I had my, my grand my youngest son grandson with me today I, uh, took him to school um, you know the first thing I would say to to moms and dads whether you're you know two parents or single parent character is more caught than it is taught and the first thing you've got to do is you've got to live character you, mm-hmm. you've got to display it uh, you every, almost every day as a parent uh, and you know this if you're a parent, uh, Tyler. God will give you opportunities every day to display for your kids. Okay, this is how a person with character responds. This is how uh, a person with character acts. This is how a person with character conducts themselves. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I would say to a parent is, hey, first thing, you got to live it. You're not going to live it. Mm-hmm. Live it. You're not going to teach it. But yeah. number two, yeah. once you live it and you, you really are trying to live it, then you, you do teach it. You do teach it through example. You do teach it through illustrations. You do teach it through stories. You do do teach, teach it through studying, uh, for example, you know, uh, biblical characters. You do teach it uh, through real life examples. For example, um, you know, talking to a, a young man uh, on, on this mission trip that we were talking about, and it wasn't a political discussion, but uh, I was able to point out that we were talking about this whole State of the Union deal. And I said, look, I said, this is about respect. And I said, you know, one of the things that troubles me about what happened is, I said, you know, you've got you know, teenagers and you maybe have kids watching watching those things, and they are role models. And 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 I said, you know what 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 both the president and the speaker missed, whether they re- they realize it or not, Tyler, God had given them an opportunity to show this is what character is all about. The president had an opportunity to show it, he didn't do it. She had an opportunity to show it. She didn't do it. And so, uh, you know, I, I would just say to parents, parents, be cognizant and aware of those opportunities that you think are bad circumstances. You think it's a setback. You think you're having, having a bad day. No, those are really divine opportunities for you to either exercise self-control mm-hmm. or forgiveness or respect or, 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 or uh, honesty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um and as, as just as you were as you were talking about this, and I think something so important um, for children and just for maybe people within our own family or, or really that are really close to us is um, kind of the clashing of, of character and seeing somebody else that maybe you've known for a while um, or uh, kind of conflict with your with your personal character, um, whether it's politically, whether it's theologically, whether it's um, and any other thing that can be divisive. How has there been, is there particular elements of character that really show through um, and uh, lead a, just, just really lead a life that is, um, that is centered um, in that, 
and that continues to play the long game. Do you know what I mean by that? Or does that make sense? Yeah, I think I do. And I, yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and I think it's I think it's actually the, about the middle chapter. I think it's authenticity. Yeah. Um, I think a person of character uh, in the long run will show that they are the real deal. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, one of the greatest compliments uh, that I have been paid, and, and again, I emphasize I'm not perfect. And, uh, um, in fact, I had to do an audio version of my book, which was painful because it reminded me as I was reading this word for word just how far short I fall myself sometimes. Yeah. But, but I do believe this. I think one of the greatest compliments I have been given from time to time, and, 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 and hopefully everybody can experience this, I don't think you can be paid a higher compliment than when somebody who doesn't know you uh, gets to know you, and they just say this, you know what, you're the real deal. Mm-hmm. I, I had lunch uh, with a guy yesterday who is very, 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 very influential in the uh, area of media. And he was very instrumental in helping me uh, establish a, a, a nationwide and a worldwide TV ministry. Mm-hmm. We've been friends for, I don't know, 25 years. And we just haven't seen each other a long time. Got to come mm-hmm. up with dinner, uh, lunch yesterday. And again, I don't say this to brag. I say it to make a point. Mm-hmm. But he was talking to me, and then he told a story. I don't even tell what the story was. I don't even remember doing this, what he t- told me. I don't even remember doing this. But he mm-hmm. said, James, I've told this story about you about you 100 times he told the story and I told him I said man I said buddy I, I don't even remember that yeah. well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I did that I just don't remember doing that yeah and he said well I'm just going to tell you right now he said when people ask me about James Merritt here's what I say he's the real deal yeah and, and I say that for this reason uh I don't know that you could accomplish anything greater in life at the end of the day other than of course giving your life to Christ I don't think from a human perspective anyone could ever accomplish anything more at the end of this long run that God has given us, then for someone to say about you at the end of your life, you know, you know that Tyler guy? Yeah, you know what? I met him, got to know him, got to watch him. He was the real deal. He was authentic. Mm Because one thing that we all know from all the surveys that we read, one thing that this generation, I'm talking about the young generation, the the Gen Xers, the Gen Ys, the Gen Zs, the, the millennials, the one thing they are looking for and they're hungering for is authenticity. Mm-hmm. Just being real, not being fake, you know, not having to put on the makeup, uh, not having to just, you know, you know, play a part uh, on the on the celluloid screen, but being being what you are in private as you are in public. And I think people are hungry for that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, j- just to kind of wrap up and uh, I, I really do hope that that listeners can have a chance to, to grab a, a copy of this book, which, which is now available, by the way, um, which came out last week. Um, but, but you've mentioned some, some, uh, some, uh, characters in the Bible that really display, um, these character traits. Can we, and we could talk about this for, for a long time, but could you just briefly, uh, discuss what we know about Christ's character, uh, and kind of how he calls us into, into, um, into a life, uh, full of character? Well, if I get a chance, I'll buy you a steak dinner for asking that question because I, I wanted to get to that, uh, yeah. Les. I really mean that. You know, my favorite chapter in the book is called Main Character. And because the, the, in studying these character traits and, and really getting in, in depth in those traits, every chat, it hit me. Jesus not only displayed this, these character traits, uh, Tyler, yeah. he, display, he displayed them perfectly. He didn't miss a one. He wasn't deficient in one. The content of his character shines brighter than a, than a thousand suns. And I just went through 
every one of these traits and just gave practical examples Mm -hmm. uh, of how Jesus was the main character. You know, uh, we have a, we have a saying, uh, as you know, we said it, you know, millions of times we'll say, and we say it a lot, by the way, to excuse our deficient character. Uh, we'll say, well, nobody's perfect. Well, you know what? That's not a true statement. Totally. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect except Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Never thought a wrong thought, never said a wrong word, never did a wrong deed. If you gave him a test on character, he passed 100% of the time with a 100% grade. And so, uh, I, you know, that's really how I wrap up the book. And hopefully, frankly and honestly, the book as a whole will lead people not on, only to be the character and to have the character and display the character that they should, but even more importantly, to know the main character of all who is Jesus. Awesome. Wow. Um, super powerful. And this is just such a refreshing uh, and just um, inspiring life giving conversation. And um, is there anything else that you'd, that you'd want to leave the, the listeners with um, that, 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 that we did not discuss uh, from the book? Well, yeah, this is what I will, I would say, and, and this will probably surprise some people. I know some people, look at this particular election year and say, okay, so this is going to be a political book or it's going to be full of politics. Actually, there's a little short section in the introduction where by by necessity, I do have to refer to our political situation and our political past to set up why the book is important, why the book is needed. Other than that, you won't find a political statement in in the whole book. It's not Mm -hmm. about, I I really couldn't care care less. Yes, I really couldn't whether you're a Democrat, Republican, if you don't like Trump, voted Trump, didn't vote Trump. I really don't care. That's, that's irrelevant to me. What I do believe is relevant is that uh, not just in the political area, mm-hmm. but in our in the, in the way that we conduct our everyday lives, in the way we do business, in the way we talk and correspond and communicate with each other, and in, even in the way we our cars on the interstate. Character still counts. It always has and it always will. Awesome. Well, um, thank you. Thank you so much for just a, such a, a uplifting word. Where where can we find you and, and, and just grab a copy of the book as well? Yeah, um, Tyler, we can, you can find the book. Uh, there's, a, there's a particular source that, uh, where you can find the book. It's uh, called um, characterbook.org. Characterbook.org. That's the best place to go. Again, I hope your readers will buy it, and uh, I hope your listeners will buy it, and they will read it. And uh, I would encourage this. Uh, if you do get the book or just pick up the book to peruse it, I'm not sure we want to buy it or not, uh, I'm going to give a challenge. Read the introduction. If that's all you read, just read the introduction. And I'm going to make a prediction. You, you will say the introduction. This is a book I've got to have, and this is a book I have to read. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, well, fantastic. Uh, it's, it's been great having you on today, and um, really appreciate your time. Tyler, it's an honor. And if you're ever in Atlanta, you got a friend down here, you be sure and look me up. Sounds good.